welcome to Girlfriends Talking. I'm your host, Ramona Torres. And tonight I'm excited to be talking to my girlfriend, Melody Brown. She is the author of this book here that I'm enjoying. It's called Challenges Won't Stop Me, an interactive survival guide for overcoming and thriving. And I'm reading this book now and I can't put it down. Let me just tell you a little bit about her before I bring her in. But before we do that, make sure that you tag a friend. If you're watching on Facebook, make sure you like, uh, share, and tag a friend. Make sure you follow us on YouTube and on Instagram. So Melanie, she's an author, a speaker, and the host of Challenges Won't Stop Me podcast. So make sure that you, um, after the show, you go ahead and you find her podcast and listen to her. She's got some amazing um, interviews on there. And so um, Melanie seeks to equip, empower women to fight to overcome life's tough challenges. Okay, so we are sisters uh, in Christ and we have the same heart. Uh, the mountains are always calling her and she heeds to call as often as possible. So I'm going to go ahead and break, uh, bring her in. Make sure you have uh, something to drink, have a seat, coffee, tea, water, and let's enjoy some conversation with Melanie. Hi, Melanie. How are you? I'm great, Ramona. Thanks so much for having me. Oh, thanks for being my guest. Now, where are you located today? Just outside of Atlanta. Honestly, just right down the street from the new Brave Stadium. Okay. Okay. And I'm in Pennsylvania. How's the weather in Georgia? Oh, it's quite chilly for around here. Really? <laughs> and it's supposed to get a good bit chillier. Okay. Well, we're in the 30s today. Not too bad, but we got our first snow. And so that was exciting. My husband got to uh, get some gas for the snowblower and go and, and, you know, clear out our, our, the front of the house, the driveway so we can get out. And uh, so that was nice. So we're hoping it kind of sticks around for Christmas. Melanie, have you done your shopping for Christmas yet? We're doing something a little different this year. All of our family, we are renting an Airbnb in the North Georgia mountains. And instead of giving gifts, we're making memories. I love that. I love that. You know what? This year, um, honestly, usually the tree is packed with gifts. And this year we said nothing. Uh, we're just doing our grandchildren. We did one toy and some clothes. And then my adult children got gift cards and, uh, and that's it. And so we're just going to make memories as well and enjoy our time together. Love it. Love it. Love it. So tell me about this book. Well, what do you want to know? Well, first, tell my audience a little bit about you, who you are, and how you became an author, a podcaster, and your heart for what you're doing. Well, about 10 years ago, I started interviewing women who had faced various challenges and talked to them about their mindset, how they chose to fight to overcome instead of living in defeat, because it's so easy to, to get overwhelmed with the challenges in our lives and you feel like no one understands, you feel like God is not listening and you, you kind of start going down that slippery slope of, of feeling like, what's the point? And I don't really know what to do because this is a new type situation for me. And so these women over the years, almost 140 at this point, I have interviewed, they've shared 
what their challenges were. But as they shared that, they talked about how God was part of their story, as well as what they did to fight to overcome that mindset, the strategies that they used, the habits that they started, and how those things strengthened and equipped them so that they could say, challenges won't stop me. Amen. I like that. Now, how'd you find these women? Well, some of them I knew, but honestly, I have to say, God sent a lot of them to me. Uh, they just keep coming too. And so I guess my job's not done yet, but <laughs> I'm okay with that because I absolutely love interviewing these women. You find women that have grit and strength and determination. And as much as a challenge is going to want to beat them down and make them want to give up, they, they fight back and they are amazing women. And so many of them have found their purpose in life because of what challenges were in their path. And tell us a little bit about those challenges. Someone might be watching today who may be going through something, and this might be like an aha moment for them. Well, some of the challenges have been abuse and addiction and all types of health issues, including chronic illnesses, because, you know, those can wear you down. They can make you quite weary. Uh, it could be mental illness. Uh, I've interviewed two Holocaust survivors, and those mm -hmm. ladies are amazing. Uh, one of them I had the pleasure of meeting in person this last summer. When we went on vacation, we were near where she lives and I, I was able to meet her in person. So it, it's all kinds of various issues. The thing is, is so many of them are unexpected. And that's one of the things I talk about in my book is that we're just going along doing our thing. And then all of a sudden, wham, this challenge just rudely intersects our path. And what do we do when that happens? And so the thing that's so important is God wants to be the navigator in our, in our journeys. When we're on that path and we have that, that challenge intersect our path and we don't know what to do, first things first, we got to look to God and say, God, I need you. I need your help navigating this. I don't know what to do and I need you. And then Ask him to equip us so that we are able to fight to overcome. And it's not, it's not like fighting like this. I mean, we're not, we're not being brutal and, and ugly. We're not doing that. We're fighting as far as making a comeback. We are saying, okay, what can I learn from this? Which is a huge component of the interviews that I have done is, there's so much to be learned during the times that we are facing our challenges. And what an opportunity for growth. That's the thing that sometimes we don't, ugh, we don't, we don't like because it stretches us and it makes us uncomfortable and it pushes us outside of our comfort zone and we have to do things differently. Uh, but Oh, the growth that happens during those times. It's painful, isn't it? <laughs> Oftentimes, yes. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's hard to see the, the end of the road or the end of the tunnel, like some people say. 
Yes. And honestly, I don't think that God wants us to be able to see the end of the tunnel or the end of the road, because if we did, why would we need him? Amen, sister. And so uh, to use something from my book, uh, one of the chapters or miles, because uh, the chapters are not ch called chapters, they're called miles. Yeah, I that. I love that. Yeah. So one of the miles is about the essential gear of your flashlight. And the flashlight, of course, we know, dispels the darkness, but it also illuminates our path. And we know that Jesus is the light. And so when we are in that darkness and when we are feeling overwhelmed, as it might feel like it's closing in on us, we need to call on Jesus and say, I need you to light my way. So back to your question. Uh, the whole book is intended to be related to the journey that we are on throughout life. And so while there's nothing wrong with the word chapter one or chapter five, if you're going on a journey, you're not, you're not going through chapters, you're going through miles of a journey. So each of the miles or each of the chapters are called miles and each mile you pick up a new piece of essential gear. And those essential gear are essentially the spiritual practices that we know are helpful, but sometimes we get a little uh, overwhelmed with our time and not having time to spend in the word, which is our map. Uh, we may not have time to pull out our multi-purpose tool, which is prayer, because how many different ways can we pray and how many different things can we pray for? And so I related prayer to a multi-purpose tool. And of course, the flashlight, we need Jesus to light our way. So there are essential pieces of gear that you will collect at each mile. And there are overcomer stories that from women that I have interviewed. Now, I'm not going to share all 140 of those interviews in this book, but I do take snippets in each chapter or mile and I share that as it relates to that piece of essential gear, because sometimes we may get to a mile and we say, yeah, I, I see what you're saying, but I, I just don't know how that relates to my personal life. And so the overcomer stories help you to see as the reader how that piece of gear could be incorporated into your life as you are facing challenges. That's good stuff. I love the way God downloaded that uh, and gave you all that to put together. Because I, I, as I was going through it, I was like, man, this is good stuff. I wonder how she came up with this. Well, it is a kind of fun story. My husband and I went on a weekend away up to the North Georgia mountains. And one of the places that we, or the place that we stayed right down the road, there was a sign that said, uh, think about what it said. It was some sort of craft, arts and crafts fair. Well, we, we like going to those, especially if they are uh, pieces of art that we could incorporate into our home, kind of similar to the, to the pieces back here. Those are pieces of art that I have collected over the years that inspire me or encourage me. So we went down the road to this arts and crafts fair, and it, it was this outdoor event 
And I'm walking down the road and my husband, he wanted to go listen to the banjo players. He was into to that kind of bluegrass music at the time. And I was like, uh, I think I'm going to go over this way. And so I walked over in the opposite direction away from the banjos and I sat down on the ground and I started praying. And as woo woo as this might sound, the whole idea of the book, he downloaded it. He said, okay, I want you to go on a journey. I want you to talk about women as how they are going on their journeys and facing challenges He didn't call it essential gear. He didn't say name the chapters, Miles. He didn't do all of those things. But he talked about how the spiritual disciplines were very important to us when we are going through our challenges. And sometimes, and I know I'm guilty of this as well. You might be too, Ramona. Over the course of my journey with Christ, there have been times that I'm like, really? Do I have to read my Bible today? I don't really feel like praying, all of those things. And that's fine every now and then. But for the most part, we need to be doing those things on a consistent basis. It's not to check the box. Yes. Say that again, sister. Say that again. (laughs) For the people, spiritual disciplines are not about checking the box. Yes. It's feeding us, it's strengthening us. It is a Those things are equipping us so that when we are in this world and we know it's a mess right now, there are so many things going on and challenges abound. As they say, either you're exiting a challenge or you're in the middle of one or one is right around the corner because we know that challenges are just part of life and we can't avoid them. You know, it's funny that you say that because yesterday I was with two other women who professed to be Christian. Um, and one said to the two of us, you know, I, I, I don't read the Bible. Um, I don't understand yeah. the Bible. And when I hear you both talk about the Bible, um, I don't get it because I don't read it. And I remember sitting there thinking, not judging her, but just thinking that was me once upon a time. When yes, I first, me too. Prior to Christ, and then when I first gave my life to Christ, um, I wasn't discipled very well, and I didn't have that, you know, some people just automatically just want to get into the word, and they just want to take it all in, and I didn't have that, and and I started out in the Old Testament, and I'd start with, you know, <laughs> you no got more. all those and names, and it was an ESV version Bible my brother gave me, and I closed it like, I can't do I don't understand it. And and now to see myself now that I understand it, now that I want to get into it, there are a lot of people that are like that, unfortunately. And we're going to talk yes. specifically about women today because this is girlfriend's talking, but there unfortunately are a lot of women who are walking around like that. Um, and it breaks my heart. And so I'm glad that you brought that up, the discipline, the spiritual discipline about getting into the word. It's so important. And, and like you, I at the beginning of my journey, I, I didn't understand it. And I think it really came down to putting in the time, even though I didn't see the outcome, I didn't, I didn't feel like I was getting anything. It was putting in the time and asking God, and I still do this every single time I sit down with the Bible, God, speak to me. 
I'm listening. I want to know you more. I want to learn from your word. I want to learn from those who are in your word, how they navigated life and how you intersected their lives and, and you just showed them your unfailing love and how you keep your promises and you never will leave them. You'll never forsake them. I, I, I ask for him to be a part of that because I feel like if he's not a part of it, I'm not going to understand it. Correct. And so, yeah. yes, but the spiritual disciplines was not something that I intentionally put in here, but as I was putting all the chapters together, the miles together, I realized that's really what it is. Mm -hmm. And then the last mile before this book ends is your travel log. And that is so important when you are going through a challenge for you to record what's going on. Now, do you have to write pages and pages every day? Absolutely not. It could be a phrase one day. It could be a Bible verse the next that just hits you between the eyes. It could be a conversation that you had with someone who encouraged you. But that helps you as you progress through your journey. And what happens is when you get a little bit along the way, you can flip back and you can see how far you've already come. And you can see God's fingerprints all over it. Amen. Amen. And I like to tell people when when you go through something, you know, and God allows you to go through it and you learn what you're supposed to learn, um, you draw closer to him. Um, yes. He shows you how he's going to get you through it because we can't do it on our own and we can't do it on our flesh. But not only is that, but he then he allows us to come alongside somebody else who is about to go through it or who's currently going through it. And yep. then you're like, Lord, yes, now I know why I have to go through that because look where you have me now, right? And that's called Absolutely. ministry. <laughs> Absolutely. And I talk about that and it's not published yet, but it will be this coming up summer is in book two, which is the last half or the second half of the, the journey. And so second half of the survival guide, one of the things that's very important is companions. And so we need those when we're going through, we need people encouraging and supporting and praying with us and for us. But you are 100 percent right. So much of what we go through is for us to grow so that then we can help someone else. Okay. Still in my thunder, Ramona. <laughs> <laughs> I, now I can't wait for the second book. Let me ask you this, Melanie. Does this book have a companion book or study guide that goes with it well no because the study guide is already in there okay okay what, the way that i designed it is that it has the gear that you're going to add to your backpack in each mile and then it has times for you to read scripture you may underline you may highlight there are also questions there and as you are interacting and as you are doing these things that is helping you build your survival guide. Now, one of the things that's really important is that somebody might look at this book and say, I'm not going through a challenge right now. I don't need that book. Then you're not breathing. <laughs> <laughs> you're not I would breathing. say that's true. I would say that's true. But I think it's so important that we be prepared. I, I read the other day about the 10 virgins 
and those who came with the oil and they were waiting on the bridegroom, they were ready. And the other ones when that did not come prepared freaked out when the bridegroom showed up and they're like, please give me, give me, give me. And I mean, that, that parable right there speaks to why that we need to be prepared for challenges. And our world is full of challenges. It, it's, it's, it and could here's be tomorrow and, and you not, need to be prepared. Yeah. And if you're not prepared, that's when you're caught off guard yes. and you fall apart. Yes. Because I know that I've had challenges where I wasn't prepared versus now when I'm having challenges and I'm prepared and I can see the difference and you're caught off guard, you're blindsided. Um, it's yes. like, uh, you're driving and a bunch of deer, you know, jump in front of you and you have to break and, you know, um, yeah, I, I had something that I wanted to ask you and I, I'm at that age where if I don't hurry up and say it, it's okay. It's, I'm thinking I, though, that, that what you're saying is so true. And I know that Satan absolutely loves it when we are vulnerable and when we're not prepared, we're vulnerable. And he is going to take advantage of that. And we're not going to be as strong as we could be. Or we're not going to be as equipped as we could be if we're not consistently. And that's one of the words that I use a lot in this book is about being consistently using your essential gear. And it's not, again, not to check off the list. Okay, today I used my tent. Today I used this. Today I used that. No, not at all. It's about incorporating them as just part of your daily life. You don't have to spend three hours in prayer. You can talk to God throughout the day and it doesn't have to be formal. And that is using your essential gear of prayer. And that will strengthen you because he will talk to you. If we're reading the word, we don't have to spend three hours in the word. We can spend 20 minutes. Or we can listen to it while we're going to work. So there's so many different ways to incorporate and consistently use our essential gear. And that will strengthen us. It will, as you mentioned earlier, it will draw us close to God. It will help us to open our ears because he's talking to us all the time. We just have to listen. Yeah, that is true. Um, so if somebody says, oh, I don't need this because I'm not going through something, you know, if you're not going through something now, you will be going through something, right? There's a say, somebody I heard the other day saying, if you're either about to go through something, you're in the middle of something. Yeah. Or you're, like you're just finishing up going through something or whatever. Yes. I can't imagine anyone saying I'm not going through anything. <laughs> I think sometimes we we get overwhelmed with all the stuff that's coming at us. And I think that's one of the reasons that people say, oh, I, I, I don't I don't really need that right now. And I don't I, it's not about me as the author. It's not about me trying to sell books. It's about getting the message out that Satan is attacking and he's responsible for some of our challenges, not all of them. Some of them are just by us living in a fallen world. And we have bodies that are, as we're getting older, they're, they're not as strong and healthy as they once were. And so our bodies break down. Um, but 
if we can be prepared for those challenges, whatever they may be, whether it's a health challenge or a financial crisis, getting laid off from your job, a family situation, whether it's with a child or a parent or a spouse, uh, it could be the, a mental illness, because uh, as we know from COVID, there are a lot of mental illnesses that have um, increased because of all the things that we went through during that two and a half year period. Yeah, so, I believe there's like a shortage as well as count of counselors mm-hmm. to go to. They're yeah. like then a lot of areas don't have, you know, or they don't take your insurance or, you know, yeah. yeah so it's, that's, that's a, a big thing now. I understand the mental health from COVID. That's, um, that's a, a big thing now. Yes. We all were, <laughs> we all went through something, right? Well, we did. And, and the isolation of it, the fear that it, that it just, brought into our lives that, I mean, I didn't have a fear of other people before. I didn't have a fear of hugging people. I'm a hugger. I love to hug people. And that, that, that drastically changed, um, not necessarily as much for me. Of course, I, at the beginning, I was very fearful as well. Cause we just, it, we didn't know it was unknown. Yeah. My husband's like, why are you hugging everybody? I'm the hugger. My husband's not. <laughs> My husband's like two, three, four, five masks. And I'm like, why do you have five masks on? <laughs> and so we're like night and day. He's like, why do you got to hug everybody? I'm just a hugger. And so, you know, that taught me to then say, you know, I'm a hugger. And so I'm going to let you know if, if you're not okay with that, I won't hug you. So now I ask people, I'm a hugger. Is it okay if I can get a hug? You know, and um, yeah, so yeah, different stages of life. So like right now I'm at a stage where I'm taking care of my dad and I'm only 53 years old. I never thought that I would have to take care of my dad um, at this stage of life. You know, my youngest daughter just moved out. She's she'll be 22 in February. And I was looking forward to my husband retiring and us doing some different things. And so about a year ago, my dad fell and broke his femur bone and uh, Puerto Rico. And so I had to bring him to PA to live with me. And he doesn't have much upper or lower body strength. And he's been through PT and OT and they discharged him and it's a full-time job and he doesn't want to go into He wants to stay home. So I'm trying to be respectful of his wishes. Um, And so, yeah, this book, it was not a coincidence. Um, Well, and that's a challenge too. That's a challenge for you. It's a big challenge. That's why I said this. You contacting me in this book, and this is not a coincidence. I know this was part of God's plan for what I'm currently going through. Because I was like, Lord, help me. I need help. And then um, we connected through a mutual friend, thank God. And uh, and you blessed me with your book. And um, I know it's totally a God thing. So you have a story as well. Share a little bit about your story. I do have a story. You read that in the book, didn't you? So when I was two, I had a stroke that paralyzed the left side of my body. And in 1972, which gives away my age, and that's okay, I'm not ashamed of that. uh, They didn't know what to do with me because at that point in time, 65 year and older people were having strokes and they're looking at me going, this cute little blonde headed pigtailed girl, why is she having a stroke? And so they didn't know what to tell my parents. And they sent me home with PT and some baby aspirin. 
Wow. Now, the deficits that I experienced from that point were uh, left-sided weakness. Uh, so I have about seven, I, I quantify it as about 70% strength on my left side. And that has continued to remain. Now, I, my arm does not, you know, curl up or anything like that, thankfully. Um, but I don't have great fine motor skills in my left hand, which is uh, kind of the funniest thing because you type a lot when you're a writer and I have to use m my left hand to type. So uh, the only pass I got, uh, because my parents instilled that overcomer attitude in me from the get-go. I mean, they just did. That's a blessing. Uh, the only pass that they allowed me to take was not to take typing in high school. And here we are at 53 years old, 52 years old, and I'm typing all the time every day. Now, here's the fun. This is my left hand. This is my shift key. This is everything else. And so I can type pretty fast because I've learned how to accommodate. Uh, my balance is terrible. Uh, my coordination is terrible, has been all my life. One of the things that I didn't understand until I got a special ed degree is that it impacted me with my academics. I always knew that school was hard. Some things came easily and others didn't. I always had to read things numerous times in order to get it sticky in my head. And so I would say, based on my knowledge of special education, that I have a reading comprehension disability. But I've learned how to deal with that. In fact, I am an academic tutor as well. And that's one of the strategies that I use with my students is I use the things that have helped me over the years to retain what I'm reading, I teach those strategies to my students. Wow, what a blessing. Didn't we say that? What you go through, God can use absolutely, it? Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, looking back on my life and, and seeing how God has put all these things together, it just blows my mind. So That's fast amazing. forward to my late 20s through my early 30s, I had debilitating migraines, which are also a neurological issue. Uh, for sometimes two to four migraines a week. Uh, I was out of commission a lot. In fact, I really did worry that my boys would remember their childhood with mom being in the bed or at the emergency room. That's just what I worried about. Then those kind of got under control a little bit. Uh, and then welcome the 40s. No, no woman likes the 40s. Uh, mine was not not kind to me. And so right at the, the very beginning of my 40s, I started having mini strokes, again, neurological. All these years, I'm asking my neurologist, what is going on? Why, why am I having all of these things? And there just wasn't an explanation. We don't know. We don't know. So finally, I had a neurologist say, we're going to do an angiogram of your brain and see what's going on. And within 20 minutes of the angiogram, he said, you have Moya Moya disease. And I said, what is that? Yeah. And he said, it is a rare cerebrovascular disease that is progressive where the blood vessels, when you were in your mother's womb and being formed, those blood vessels didn't grow the way that 
everyone else's. So there's a, a blood vessel right here. It's called your middle cerebral artery. And yours, and probably the majority of people watching, theirs goes just like this, which is what it's supposed to do. Mine goes like this, and then it goes, blah, 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 and then it goes like that. And so that spot is called Moya Moya. And that's where blood gets trapped and clotted and caused stroke, migraines, and many strokes. And so I said, okay, what do we do about this? And he said, brain surgery. So in March, it will be seven years since I had an indirect brain bypass where they took a blood vessel from right here and they moved it to the part of my brain that had not been getting blood flow my entire life. Wow. And so they rerouted those blood vessels and opened up a new place and capillaries formed. And therefore the place that did this uh, now no blood flow goes that direction anymore. It's almost kind of like it, I, I don't, it, it didn't die, but it's almost like it died in, in my brain because it's just, it wasn't getting blood flow anymore. Amazing. So, and that Amazing. is not because what I have learned is this, when a person has a stroke and goes to the emergency room and it is diagnosed as Moya Moya, they don't leave the hospital without brain surgery. I went 43 years without brain surgery. Wow. Only God. Mm -hmm. Only God. Mm -hmm. There is no one could convince me otherwise about God and his his provision in my life. There's just, Amen. there's no way that anybody could talk me out of it. Amen. He had a purpose and a plan for your life. And what the enemy meant to harm you, he turned it and used it for good. Yes, ma'am. And so uh, I, my parents just instilled that overcomer attitude that you're, you're going to do the things that other kids do. Um, it's going to be harder for you. They never, they never sugarcoated it. Mm -hmm. It's going to be harder for you. But if that's something that you are interested in doing, then it's worth it. And so there are many things that I've encountered throughout the years that by looking at me, you would never know. But there are things that are very hard for me. But that determination and that grit and that mindset is so ingrained in me that I'm like, I'm doing it. I'm mm -hmm. going to do it. I'm going to prove them wrong. I'm going to show them I can do it. Good for you. And 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 shout out to your parents for Amen. not allowing you to take that and think, okay, I'm disabled. And so I'm just going to sit here and label myself disabled and not do what I can't believe I can do. Right. And so good yes. for that because not everybody has that support. Now, were you the only child growing up at home? I was. You what? Okay. Okay. So you were kind of like their miracle baby, right? Yeah. And, and while they knew it at the time, I think uh, one of the other fun things, and I didn't include this in my book, they told my parents, um, she's probably not ever going to graduate from high school because it did impact my brain on my MRI. I have it on my phone. I like to show it. Uh, oh, sure. 
Show me. Uh, no, I'll have. Sorry, okay. I, it takes me a minute to find it. Okay, uh, that's it's kind of buried, but uh, there's a picture of an MRI, and there's a big black spot, and it is dead. I mean, it, that's the stroke hit that, and that part of my brain just does not work. Uh, but I, I know for a fact that what I have gone through with that and a couple of other things that it had such purpose. There was so much to learn from it. There's so much that I have grown from going through those things. And just like we talked about earlier, it's part of my purpose. I mean, I love encouraging people who are struggling to, to say, look, there's so much ahead of you. Don't give up now. Don't let this defeat you. Don't let it define you. You have so much. Just lean into God. Ask him to help you. I, there have been many times that I have laid on my floor and said, God, I cannot do this anymore. I am weary. I am over this. I just, I just can't do this anymore. I need your help. And he does. He shows up every single time. Yeah, that was me. I'm, I'm currently going through something other than my dad. And I just had that conversation with him uh, day before yesterday. I, um, Don't yeah. bow your head. There's nothing to be ashamed about for that. No way. I'll share with you offline on that only because I um <clears throat> I don't want to discuss it online right now. That is okay. Um, I, I don't have the permission of other people that are involved to, to share that. And so I try to be respectful. But I was, I get the pouting and I get the throwing a little fit. And um, yeah, I was like, I can't do this anymore. So yep. yeah. Those years when I was having those migraines just back to back to back and spending time in the emergency room and being in the dark and not getting to spend time with my husband or my sons, it just, it was awful. And there were many times that I just would, I wouldn't get on the floor because I couldn't, but I would lie in the bed and I would just cry and cry and just, God, you have got to help me. And so that's, that's part, that's part of the journey. That's part of overcoming that's part of fighting is going through the 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 ups and downs it's just it is not a straight path <laughs> yeah this is why i tell people um when i'm trying to you know witness to them and talk to them about this relationship with christ is not people think you give your life to christ and then everything is perfect and peachy keen and it's not <laughs> Um, and it's surprise, surprise that it's not, you know, I was one of those people that thought, okay, I give my life to Christ and, you know, everything will get better. And, um, and so we know that that's not the case, but he never leaves us and he never forsakes us. And so I love your heart for, for women and for everybody, because you'll talk to anybody about, um, you know, not giving up and how these challenges shouldn't stop them. And, um, and so where has this taken you, this, this passion, this gift that God has given you, where has he allowed you to use it? Share well, with us a little bit on that. Well, of course, in the book, and that has been a quite lengthy journey. It wasn't like uh, nine months ago, I said, hey, I think I'll write a book. <laughs> I, I had been working on it, honestly, for about seven years before it was published. And I think 
I truly believe, and this was hard, hard for me. And I, I did, I cried. I prayed, God, why am I having to wait? Like I've got it finished. I've got it finished. I needed to go through some more things. I needed more, I, I guess, more testimony and not like, look at me. I needed to see what God does when we go through challenges. And so I've gone through other challenges besides what I shared just a moment ago. Um, in fact, one of them happened last year, right at Thanksgiving, very unexpected. I, I mean, my husband and I were putting ornaments on the tree, expecting to have 17 people over for Thanksgiving dinner. I go to bed and a very sharp pain in my right side woke me up and I thought, well, that feels like appendicitis. And so went to the emergency room and said, I think it's appendicitis. And they said, well, we'll let the CT scan determine that kind of a little sassy. And I'm like, well, I kind of deserve that. You know, I did. And so they, the results came back and they said, Miss Brown, your colon has flipped upside down and is now obstructed. And I said, how does it do that? And they said, well, it's a rare thing. Uh, doesn't happen to a lot of people, uh, but it happens. And so your colon has flipped upside down and we now have to have an operation because it's obstructed. And if we don't have an, a, a surgery, then sepsis will kick in and that will not end well. And so the next morning we had emergency surgery and they removed half my colon. And I had never heard of anything like that. And it definitely has impacted me. Uh, had major, and, I, and I'm telling you, Ramona, this is very true, major spiritual warfare when I was in the hospital. During, my, during the second night that I was in the hospital, I got up to go to the restroom and I had never experienced anything as dark and black and oppressive as that. And I felt all of the attacks from the enemy and it was all very strategic in that it was all specific to me. It wasn't just like, you're not good enough. Just that blanket, you're not good enough. Mm -hmm. It was very strategic. And just prior to that, I had finished reading the Bible through in 90 days and was overwhelmed with that experience. Had done, of course, prayed during that time and such. Going back to consistently using my essential gear, my spiritual disciplines, and I believe that's what saved me because that was a very targeted spiritual warfare attack. And when I fought back by saying God's word, I felt the light dispelling the darkness. It yeah. blew me away. It was so powerful and it was chilling and it was amazing. Um, so I believe in spiritual warfare. I believe the enemy is out to get us and take us down. Uh, 
he definitely was trying to defeat me, telling me that this this particular situation, while I had overcome a lot of other things, I was not going to overcome this. And that my testimony, people would laugh at me and say, who does she think she is? She says that she fights to overcome, but look at her. She gave up on this one. Just very direct attacks that he knew would be meaningful to me. And so I needed to go through those things in order for me to get to the point of being able to say, I've been through some situations, some challenges. And while there were times that I felt defeated or overwhelmed, I decided this is, this is not, this is not going to be the way it ends and I'm going to fight to overcome. And it is about having that challenges won't stop me mindset. Yeah. And I think I'm currently in that. Like, I think I still need to go through some things too before. Um, yeah. I think yeah. I'm, I'm walking in that season right now. That so I also have uh, been doing a podcast for the last four years. Uh, it was called Zigzagging One. And just today I made the announcement that for season five that starts in January, that it will now be called Challenges Won't Stop Me. Because like that. that defines it much better. I like that. Now, how did you come what come up with zigzag before? And it was for that season. So it yeah. wasn't a mistake. It wasn't that no. but for that season, that's what it needed to be. Well, like I had mentioned before, so many times we think our path should be this straight. I just I just want to see the light at the end of the tunnel. I want to I want it to be perfectly straight and it's in the zigzags where, where we, where we learn, where we grow, where we're tested. I mean, um, again, you, you talked about the companions earlier. Um, one of the, one of the miles in, in book two is about the refining fire. And part of the zigzags that we go through, some of those times are refining fire. And as much mm -hmm. as we hate it, and it's awful and it's hot and it's miserable and it's lasting way longer than we think we can handle. God has such big purpose in it. Amen. Amen. Yeah, if we can just get to that point where we understand that he's with us and he's yes. going yes. through it with us. And sometimes we just, well, most of the time, we just have to release and give it over to him because we're trying to control the outcome and we're trying to control the narrative and he's just like, no, give it to me. And I got this. And, um, and sometimes we just have to listen. <laughs> he's sitting there going, okay. Um, how long are you going to fight against me? Um, whenever you're ready, whenever you give it over to me, then we can start doing something about it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I can. And then, and then when you look back after you've been through something, you can, you can see his hand through the whole thing. You're like, wow, if I would have just slowed down, if I would have just stopped, if I would have handed to him, you know, uh, sooner, um, I could have gotten through this a little faster, but yeah, cause it could be painful, but he has our best interests at heart and he doesn't fail us. And, uh, it's so much better when we allow him to handle it. <laughs> yes, ma'am. <laughs> now tell me um, about, so you have two grown adult sons. I do. Our Condition. older son 
is 24. And in January of this year, he married his sweetheart and we absolutely adore her. And then we have a 21 year old son who is a junior in college. Okay. Now your condition, um, is it hereditary? Is it something that you could have passed on to your children? There is debate about that. Uh, okay. There are families in my Moya Moya Facebook group that the parent had it and then the, the son or the daughter had it. Uh, there is no one in my family tree that we have found so far that has had it. Uh, my boys have not shown any indication, any of the signs that I have with neurological things. And I definitely know what to look for. If either one of them have a headache, I'm talking to them like, you know, like what kind of headache. Mm -hmm. uh, so, so far, I feel like um, we're safe, but that could change. You know, it, it, it could easily change. But I think with my boys watching what I have gone through, they are they are very aware of mm -hmm. the signs and they are very aware because I've been very open when I had brain surgery. Uh, our older son was in high school and our younger one was in eighth grade middle school. And I told him this is what's happening to mom. This is why this is what they hope to have happen uh, as an outcome. Uh, this is what the doctors feel like will be my my life after the fact. Um, we're going on seven years. I met with my neurosurgeon earlier this week and he goes, you look great, girl. And I'm like, I feel great. And so um, it it was a very big blessing to have brain surgery. And it doesn't always end that way. And I am so grateful. So, so grateful. Yeah, I would never know, right? Um, yep. Look at God. You would never know. That you <laughs> That's right. Look at God. That you he still gets all the credit. Amen. Amen. Now, let me ask you the um, angiogram. They did yes. that while you were awake, right? I was kind of oh, half awake. I was able to see what they were doing. And uh, the inquisitive part of me, I was told I ask a lot of questions and I do that generally. <laughs> so it didn't surprise me when they told me that I ask a lot of questions. Uh, but yeah, I, I was partially awake. Okay. Cause I was told I had one and I was totally awake and um, I'm afraid of, um, and I, and I'm going to say it cause it's true. I don't do well in MRIs Yeah, <laughs> and I'm like, Lord, but I believe in you and I pray and I'm singing worship music, but I get in there and I don't do well. So they usually have to give me a little something to, you know, cut the edge off, but they did. And I was under the assumption that they were going to do it while I was asleep. I just assumed they were going to give me anesthesia. And so I was ready to go in there. And when they strapped me in and I'm like, uh, where's the anesthesiologist? <laughs> They're like, oh, and no, I can see everything you're doing. And I don't like this. <laughs> yes. Well, before they started, I, I'm like, where's the anesthesiologist? She says, oh, no, you're going to be awake. And I'm like, what? And now tears are flowing down my face. She's like, are you OK? And I'm like, no, because now I'm strapped in. My head's strapped in. I can't move. And, uh, and so they told me to close my eyes. She walked. She talked to me as best as she could. And then when she had to move down to my feet, she just talked to me the whole time. And you see all these lights. It was like psychedelic. Did you see a bunch of different color lights? It yeah, was crazy yeah. and you feel some like warm stuff. Yeah, it was, it was, it was quite the experience and I don't look forward to having one. Thank God. My neurologist says I don't need one anytime soon again, but um, yeah, that was quite the experience. 
I never want to do that again. And that was because they found aneurysms. Um, oh, they found three at the emergency room. Yeah. And then I had a pastor's wife pray for me. They laid hands on me. They anointed me with oil and they prayed for me. And so when we went down with John Hopkins, what was three wind up being two, wind up being one, wind up being none. And that's, wow. that's a miracle in itself. Yes, mm -hmm. it is. Praise God. Yeah, after that, I just have to go every six months, then every year, then every two years. Now I'm every three years for MRI. Mm -hmm. Wow. So, That's <laughs> yeah, that, that is a God so, story. Mm -hmm. and, and we'll share later, not now, but because this is your time. Um, but I have a similar story with with the arm that I couldn't use, but I'll share with you later. So um, this is definitely a God ordained moment. There is uh, no question in my mind that God didn't put us together so that you can get this out. So before I let you go, is there anything that I didn't ask, anything that you didn't share that you'd like to share before we go? And then we're going to touch a little bit on how our audience can find you on your platforms. Well, I know that I mentioned uh, Dr. Sandra Dalton Smith in my book several times. She wrote a book called Sacred Rest. Yes. Phenomenal book. I know we're here to talk about my book, but I will tell anybody that they need to get that book. Uh, it's called Sacred Rest, Dr. Sandra Dalton Smith. I refer to it several times in my book. One of the things that she did was she has a quiz that you take in order to do uh, figure out what kind of rest you need. And she says that there are seven different types of rest. We won't go into all of that. It's fascinating. And I'm telling you, if you put into practice what she says, you will feel a significant difference. Uh, but it, the, the quiz fascinated me. And I was like, I need to do one of those. And so uh, she mentored me and gave me some guidance and then I put together the Journey On Quiz at journeyonquiz.com. And you can take a very short 20-question quiz. And it you will discover the type of journey navigator that you are when it comes to how you face life's tough challenges. It's so okay, fun. I, I was going to do the quiz and I said, I'm going to wait till I'm done with the book and wait till I talk to Melanie before I take it. I didn't want to jump in. Um, it's funny that you said about the sacred rest because I have not been resting well. I'm not even going to pretend uh, that's been an issue for me. Um, haven't been resting well, going, 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 going. And so I will definitely be looking into that book, but I'll be taking your quiz as well. Um, and so, yes. Okay. So sacred rest and, um, so your book can be found where? Amazon, uh, barnesandnoble.com. Uh, you can order it on my website. Uh, one of the things that you had mentioned earlier is a, a study guide or something like that. In mile eight, I mentioned about a travel log. And so I have created a travel log that you can buy on my website. And that is melaniebrown.com. And you see my name there on the screen it is spelled funny, I guess. Uh, that's My parents did that too. <laughs> as wonderful as they were with helping me to develop a, an overcomer attitude, they left me with having to spell my name my entire life. So when I married my husband and I got the last name Brown, I was very excited, except crazily enough, there are people that say, is that Brown with an E? 
I'm like, we're not in England. Why are you asking me this? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, my books, my, my book will be uh, just about anywhere. Uh, and there's going to be three books in this series. So this is book one. There will be book two and three. Okay. And you said book two is coming out in, now this co coming year? The uh, Sometime in the summer of 2023. Okay, wonderful. Okay, and then your podcast. Now I'm going to have this all, um, all these links um, at the end of the video so that they can just click on. But your podcast, it's called, um, we're changing the name. It's yes. now going to be Challenges Won't Stop Me podcast. I changed everything over today. Uh, you can get it on any of the podcast apps, including SoundCloud, Apple. Uh, I do have a YouTube channel. It's just my name, Melanie Brown. Uh, sometimes I do videos like we're doing now. And sometimes, uh, I do a YouTube where it's the audio with, with pictures. And so, uh, those will be available on my YouTube channel. And then you can also go to melaniebrown.com and I have a podcast tab. So if it's just easier for you to always go to that melaniebrown.com, you can find just about everything there. Wonderful. Now, I have a bunch of pastors, wives and leaders um, that are watching. Are you available to speak for conferences? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. I have so a contact page that they can fill out or they can just simply send me an email at Melanie at MelanieBrown.com. Okay, wonderful. Well, Melanie, thank you so very much for sharing your podcast, your book, a little bit about how um, God has just really uh, restored you uh, back to health. Like you said, not 100%, um, but enough to be an overcomer, to be an author, to be a speaker, to be a podcaster, to be a friend uh, to those in need and to just really encourage women to live uh, their best life and, um, and to teach us about getting into the word um, and, you know, practicing the spiritual disciplines and for writing this book. Um, this has been a blessing, a godsend. And uh, I'm excited to finish um, the, the journey, like you said, and to be able to let you know um, what God has revealed to me um, in this walk. And so I'm excited. Well, thank you so much for talking with me and allowing me to share. And I just have such a heart for those people who are struggling. And if I, if I may, Ramona, I just want to leave them with a bit of encouragement. Uh, Please. If you, if you are listening and you are struggling, whether it's financial or health or you're having emotional challenges, it doesn't matter. Run to God. You may think, I'm angry at him. I don't want to run to him. Yes, you do. He's the only one who really, really understands what you're going through. And he is the only one that can truly help you. He puts people in place to help you, but ultimately it's him doing it. He loves you. He knows that you're hurting. He knows that you are frustrated, that you want to give up. And I encourage you not to give up the spiritual disciplines, the reading God's word, praying, seeking his light. All of those things draw you closer to him, to his heart, 
into his voice because he wants to speak to you. He wants to tell you that he loves you, not just hearing it from me or hearing it from Ramona, but he wants to tell you such that you will feel it. You can fight to overcome, but you have to make that decision and you have to make that mindset. Whatever this challenge is, not going to stop me. Thank you, Ramona. Sorry. Well, that's okay. I started coughing. I was like, I got to get myself off the screen because I don't want to ruin your moment. Oh, that's okay. Are you okay? Get some mm -hmm. water. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So, um, yes, run to God. Like Melanie said, run to him. He's the only one that can help us. Um, and he's waiting and ready and available. And um, if you want to reach out to Melanie on her website, please do. Yes. Um, if you guys are in need of prayer, reach out to both of us. Reach out to me. Um, we would encourage you. We would lift you up um, in prayer. And um, definitely get her book. Go on her website. Check her podcast out. And then not only do that, but share with a friend in need. We all have a circle of people, whether it be co-workers, whether it be family members, whether it be neighbors, you know someone who's struggling. And you may say, I'm not struggling right now, like we said earlier, but you know someone who's struggling. So please get them in contact with Melanie, whether it be through her website, through her book, through her podcast, and uh, encourage someone today. And I think this would make, if you haven't gone shopping, last minute shopping, you could pick up the book, I believe on Kindle and on Audible as well. Yes. Yes. To bless someone that way or just let them know I picked up something and it's going to be a little late, but you'll get it. <laughs> yes. Thank you, Melody. Thank you so much. God bless you. I love you, sister, with the love of Christ. Thank you for sharing your gift with me and with the rest of the world. And um, I love you. And uh, I pray that your Christmas uh, is a um, very fun Christmas with your family at this place that you all have rented because you're going to do Christmas a little bit early, uh, different this year. And my husband yeah. just on and he says, I wish we have more people like you too. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank my you. You're so sweet. He's my biggest cheerleader. He watches every, um, every interview. All right, sis. Well, I'll let you go and uh, stay in the green room while I say goodbye and uh, we'll see each other in a little bit. Thank Take you care. so much, Ramona. Love you too, friend. Bye. Ladies, um, thank you for joining us tonight. Um, if you were just catching the end of uh, this program, go back and replay. You can catch us on Facebook and on YouTube. Please, please, please grab this book. I started reading the book and I can't put it down. Um, here's my writing and my highlighting so you can see that I'm not just um, telling you a little lie. It's the truth. It was a godsend. Um, she and I have a friend in common and we connected that way. And I don't believe in coincidence. I believe that God has put Melanie in my life and to also be able to bless you and share with you because what she has in there, it's all Bible-based scripture and um, it's nothing made up. It's everything that the Lord has given her, has shown her, and she has applied it in her life. And she has so many stories and she's just an encourager. Um, she loves to encourage women. And so I just thank God 
for connecting us. And if you have a ministry, if you have a podcast, um, invite her to be on your podcast, invite her to be part of your ministry. If you have a woman's conference coming up, reach out to her. She would be a wonderful speaker. And, uh, and so I just encourage you uh, to just seek, seek information on her uh, website and uh, contact her if you need to, because it'll bless you. I love you all with the love of Christ. And we will see you in the new year. Have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And I love you all. Good night.